Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. So home, home is not a building. Home is a consciousness. And so we can change from one building that we're in right now to another building. We can, we can decorate and make it fancy or funky as we choose, but it's, it's not the building. It's not the place. It's not the circumstances in our lives. It's not the conditions that we're dealing with that make home. Home is a consciousness. It's where, what is the foundation for, of truth in our lives? That, because that's what never changes. We have all kinds of circumstances, whether it be health, life itself, jobs, all kinds of things happen. We're in a time of tremendous transition in our world. We all know people who are having to let go of things that they don't want to let go of, right? Is there anybody who doesn't know anyone who's in some kind of transition? No, it's, it's happening. It's happening a lot. As fires rage through, people lose homes and situations like that. And what happens in our lives? Where do we stand when the ground underneath us disappears? Right after the service I'm leaving, um, Mary and I are going to go over to um, the valley for the memorial service for a young man who was in his early 40s. Three years ago, I performed his wedding. And now he's gone. We never know when that's going to happen. His widow is just still reeling from this. And she's, she's saying, why did this have to happen? You know, normal things that people say. They had a book. They, they did everything they knew how to do for healing, Western and Eastern. They, they had this book of all these remissions that had happened to people, astonishing remissions, and to, almost to the very end, they held on to the idea that that was going to be their story. But it wasn't their story. And she said to me the other day, I just want to throw this book out. Because that book, while it gave them hope, and it gave them a direction... That book is not their foundation. None of us get to hold on to something like that as a foundation. So what is our foundation? There, there's a, a um, line in the Bible where Jesus said, don't put your treasure where it can rust and where moths can get at it. So what is your treasure that is immune to those things? There's another scene in the Bible, in the gospel, where Jesus is tempted by the devil. And the devil, Satan, in, in 
those times, not after the Middle Ages and the artists got a hold of it and created a hell that didn't exist in the world of Jesus, but back in his day, the word Satan meant the adversary. And he, he was the adversary bringing the perspective of illusion. And so when Jesus went out in the desert for a retreat, he had to face the adversary who came with illusions. He, t he tempted him with, I'm going to turn these stones into bread. In other words, I can make you a rich man with every material need that you have. I can give that to you. But he knew that the riches of the world were not his foundation. He said, throw yourself off this cliff and God will send angels to catch you. He's tempting him with power. And again, Jesus said, stop it. You don't tempt God because you know that you live in God. You don't have to put God to a test. What was the other one? <laughs> I always forget things when they're in threes. Let me see. Uh, kingdoms of the world. He, sh he takes them up to a high mountain, shows them all the kingdoms of the world, and he said, I'll give you these if you just worship me. You can be the ruler of all. You know, get more power, more fame. Everybody's going to know who you are. Everybody's going to care about you. It doesn't come from outside. Nobody can give it to you. Buddha went through a similar experience. In, in the Buddhist tradition, Mara is the master of illusion. And Mara offered him, first he showed up as beautiful women. I will give you all this sexuality and this wonderful love relationship. Doesn't come from outside. He just sat there unmoved. Then he turned in, Mara turned into all these monstrous soldiers that began to attack Buddha. I'll frighten you with what can happen to you. I'll frighten you with cancer. I'll frighten you with unemployment. I'll frighten you with bad reputation. You name it. I'll frighten you. And Buddha remained unmoved. And then he said to him, you do not deserve this seat of enlightenment. That belongs to me. And all of these monster soldiers chime in, yes, it belongs to him. How do you claim your own worth? 
when others are not in agreement? Who will witness for you, Mara said. And Buddha just took his hand and he placed it on the earth. And the earth itself spoke up. I will witness, said the earth. Now, clearly, this is a story. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> In case you thought any of these things were literal. But we look, we look at this from a metaphysical point of view. What is it saying to us? It's telling us that we cannot depend on these outer things as our foundation. So then what is our foundation? What are the principles that we go back to when the ground falls out from underneath us? What's one who has a foundational that you come back to? Jim. I am one with spirit. Who else has got one? Cam. Love of the spirit. Like love, the spirit is loving you. You are loving spirit. You are the love of the spirit. All good ones. Yes. Victor. There's divinity in nature. And the river always flowing. Okay. Anybody else have one that you go back to? Kristen? Nothing is bigger than God. Mm -hmm. Blake, have you got one? Did you have one? Just waving? Okay. Chris? When I allow God to guide me, I live in peace. Kalinda? I am. I am. Jill. God is all there is and nothing exists outside of God. So take any one of these. Let's just take that one because it's the last one. Take this and apply it to a situation that might be going on in your life. If that is true then even though we don't like what is going on, which is very often the case, right? We, we have a whole long list of things we don't like. But that doesn't mean that God is not in that. And often with hindsight, we can see how actually God was in that all along. We just didn't see it at the time. We have to hold on to these principles because they are what will get us through when the ground is, is shaking or gone. I was talking with another Unity minister this week, and she was telling me about how she got a diagnosis of lung cancer, and it was... It turns out it was erroneous, but for five days, she did not know that. And she had to go give a seminar for four days of that five days, and her integrity demanded that if she's giving a seminar to somebody, she is completely present. 
So she did not have the luxury, if you want to call it that, of wallowing in worry. And she also had a principle that she held on to and has held on to through her life, which is it's not something, or it's nothing until it's something. It's nothing until it's something. So she was there, she was present, and shortly after that, she was, had it confirmed, it's nothing. <laughs> but she could have spent those five days in terror. And what would that have accomplished? Nothing. No, well, I don't know. It would have accomplished something that wasn't very positive. <laughs> you know, your body system doesn't respond well to panic. Think about what are the things that you affirm for yourself when the ground starts shaking? What follows your I am? One of my personal favorites is I am overwhelmed. Some others might be I am scared. I am going crazy. I am mad as hell. I am, I mean, think about it, hurt. I am hurt. I am busy. <laughs> what, what are your personal favorites that you go to? Liliana. <laughs> Another high. <laughs> Think about that because the I am is so powerful. I am is a statement of identity. So while we may be having an experience that involves feelings of overwhelm or, or an experience of busyness or an experience of hurt, it is not our identity. Use the words I am with great intention. Do you remember in Harry Potter there's a thing with um, port keys for those of you who haven't read it. So a port key is something that say this, this handle here is a port key and I touch it, and then I'm over in another reality. I have transported through the port key. We are port keys of divinity. We have the ability to transport those who connect with us into a realm of higher consciousness but only if we remember who we are. 
if we forget and we confuse our identity with outer circumstances. I am this relationship, I am this house, I am this job, I am this condition, I am this body. Then we can't do that. Those things are all important to us. We're human. It's not that we're not supposed to care about them. It's that we're not supposed to identify with them. We only identify with the divine. When the Bible talks about Jesus being a child of God, a son of God, and incidentally, it never said he was the one and only. That's a misinterpretation of the Aramaic. You know, the little articles A and the? Okay, it was just that it was something like that that was misinterpreted. And so it was, he was beloved like an only child. If you only have one child, all that parental love gets poured into that one. It didn't say he was the only child of God. It said he was that beloved, as are each one of us. We are here to know deep inside that we are beloved, to behave like we are beloved. to let that be a state that is contagious. Never mind passing around the flu. Let's pass around that. <laughs> That's what the world is so hungry for. To know. Each one to know that we are love. That we are loved that there's nothing about what we have or don't have, what we do or don't do, how we look or don't look, none of that has anything to do with our innate nature of love. We are love. That's what we're here to be. God is love. It's a field of energy. It's hard for us. I was thinking about this this morning. Because of the way our subconscious mind works, it is fed by images. And so if we say God is potential, which is true, God is all that is, which is true, God is a field of energy with no limits, which is true. Our subconscious minds are not particularly nourished because all of that is pretty abstract. If we say, God is a father, God is a mother, providing we had a good father or a good mother, that image works. So, even though 
God is not limited to the pictures that we make for ourselves. Those pictures help us to create relationship with the energy that is everywhere. I read once that the fathers in the times of Jesus were very indulgent. They would give their children anything. I know we didn't all have that father. Many of us had a different father where it was conditional whether or not he was in a, a good mood or not. Um, maybe he didn't have, maybe he lacked himself, couldn't give what he didn't have. And so we don't really get, when Jesus talked about God as a father, we don't get the sense of this divinity that just wants to pour to us everything without limitation. And yet that is the nature of divinity. And so instead we come, you know, hoping we can wheedle or manipulate or, I mean, you've watched your kids in action, haven't you? How, how they're going to get whatever it is that they want. And we do the same thing. We don't outgrow that. We're still trying to figure out how to get what we want, coming from an assumption that we don't have because we don't see it in front of us. But the truth is, it's what we are. We already are that. And the best way to get out of feeling like we don't have is to start being a distributor. Start giving it away. Even though you don't know how, especially if you think you have nothing, just start giving it away. If you think you have no money, start giving some away. If you think you have no health, start doing something healthy to, for somebody. If you think you have no friends, start being a friend to someone. That was actually my earliest lesson when I was in middle school, desperately trying to get friends. And it never had occurred to me that I might actually go out and actively be a friend to somebody. I was too busy trying to get. But because we are port keys for the divine, our nature is to give because that's what love does. Love is actively in the process all the time of giving. Loving, 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 loving. And only when we live from that foundation can we be secure. We can wish upon a star all that we want for everything that's out there that we think we don't have and we will never be satisfied. But when the stars that we wish upon are the stars of love and truth and divinity, then we are in the process of aligning ourselves with who we really are. And then our lives begin to work. So this week, practice that. Practice your I am. Create a strong foundation 
that you can hold on to no matter what, it will make all the difference.